Welcome back to the You, Me, and D podcast, your unfiltered dish on all things Disney, parks, and entertainment. I'm Matthew Bacuzzi, aka Kuzi. And I'm Matthew Erickson. And you're listening to episode number 12, our full day in Animal Kingdom. We are sharing our very first memories of the park, what we would create as a new attraction if we were an Imagineer for a day, plus our top recommendations for what folks shouldn't miss out on during their next Animal Kingdom visit. And who knows, by the end of this episode, you might discover just how awesome a full day at Animal Kingdom can be. So sit back and relax, because another episode of the You, Me, and D podcast starts right now. I am chilly. It's cold. It's cold up in here. Well, my hands are warm because of the nice tea that you made us. Yes. I actually, I... like, am almost done with my... Oh, wait. No, I'm not. <laughs> what am I sipping on? You have the honey. It's not chamomile. It's just honey. Like, you put honey in it? or it's I honey... did put honey in it, but it's like a honey-flavored tea as well. Oh, yes. that's nice. See, I feel like I I always have a problem with tea because I'll enjoy it the first couple sips Mm -hmm. and then I usually put it down. Mm -hmm. And the second that it's not hot enough for me Mm -hmm. to drink, I don't finish it. Yeah, I'm the same. Like right now, I'm like, it's, I only drank half of it. I'm probably going to take two more sips and then be done with it. Which is interesting because I don't do the same thing with coffee. Yes, you do. No, I keep drinking it even no, after it's then room temperature. Sometimes you finish your coffee cup, but there are more often than not times where you don't finish it and you either leave it out or it goes into the fridge for the next day. All right. Well, the point <laughs> that I'm trying to make is it doesn't feel as weird when the coffee gets like room temper cool mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Like, because it just reminds me of like iced coffee that now isn't as cold, <laughs> but the tea... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And then it's like lukewarm coffee. And you're like, oh, it's a little stale. Well, you know what wasn't lukewarm? Our most recent trip to a certain place called Animal Kingdom. No, yeah. Speaking of cold up in here. that <laughs> It was cold at Animal Kingdom? I was warm. Oh, actually, Animal Kingdom was a warmish day. That was the one day it rained for a little bit, though. It so did. nighttime was a little chillier, but... Yeah, you're right. Our like second Epcot day was the coldest, I think. Yeah. I mean, we loved our most recent trip to Animal Kingdom, which was in Disney. I mean <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe I believe it is in Disney, in fact. Yes. You are correct there, babe. <laughs> That's so convenient because we have a Disney based podcast. Who yes, knew? We do. What I was going to say was it was in December. Um <laughs> <laughs> That's what I meant to say. Are you going to spill on your mic? <laughs> no, I just, sorry. I, didn't, I thought that's what you were trying to say. Sorry. Yeah, well, you said it was cold, so I was trying to give context right, to yes. our listener here. <laughs> this is off to a great start. Oh, goodness. So I think we should talk about our trip to Animal Kingdom and why we feel like now it's a full-on, full-day park for us. Yeah, I mean, it's. I feel like it's always been that way for me, in a way, because it's one of my faves. I always teeter between Epcot and Animal Kingdom. But, I mean, yeah, there's always the... I keep hitting my mic, sorry, folks. There's always the... <clears throat> Will they, won't they? I'm just kidding. <laughs> of what, like doing a half-day Animal Kingdom? 
Yeah, I mean, that's just like a, isn't that like a phrase? Like, ooh, those two people, like, will they, won't they? Like, will they get together, will they not? Let's assume if it's the two of us, we will. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, but no, you know, Animal Kingdom is always seen as that. "Ah, I can do it as a half day, but we did it as a full day. Unexpectedly a little. We were thinking to do more of a morning break in the afternoon, go back at night. But we ended up being there from early access all the way till the park closed, even after, because of our dinner reservations. From dusk till dawn. Literally. Um, And we're about to tell you how we did it. Let's get into it. Let's go to that zoo. It's not a zoo. I know. (laughs) And now for a magical milestone, this day in Disney history. So when this episode first airs, it will be January 24th, and we're going to start in 1986. Oh, that seems like a fun year. I don't know why. (laughs) A couple years before we were born, and a certain Disney Channel star was also born. Ricky Ullman or Raviv Ullman, was born on January 24th, 1986. Oh, wow. Most people know uh, Raviv from Phil the Future. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Raviv is also a director and filmmaker. Yeah. Erickson, you may actually know him from your dreams. Oh. That you what? probably had about him when you were younger. All the time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all the time. And a great theme song. To fill the future. That's all oh, I yes. gotta say. Well, that's so crazy. So he's the same age as my sister and my two stepbrothers. Hmm. Yeah. I always thought he was, I didn't realize he was, I guess that's not that much older than me, but you know, four years is a. You thought he was the same age? Or I thought he was closer to me in age, but makes sense that he's a little older. I feel like it's mm-hmm. always hard watching or understanding age gaps with actors on Disney Channel shows or things that we would watch at that age because. Most of the time they're playing, you know, younger. Right. Um, I know it's always hard for me to think of the age gaps that exist. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And they always have older people playing younger roles, especially if they can. I mean, he's a, I guess, smaller individual, I should say. So, Petite. Yeah, so. <laughs> um. Well, uh, happy birthday, Raviv. <laughs> um, two others. Uh, so in 2006, that was when uh, on January 24th. Disney agreed to purchase Pixar for how much? Disney per, on this day in January 24th? In 2006, Oh, yeah. wow. Disney made the decision to purchase Pixar for four. a whopping... Gosh. Um, $20 million. No. Oh. In the bees, baby. In the bees? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. The bees' knees. <laughs> Um, oh, wow. That's how I view money, I guess. Uh, in... <laughs> yeah, it's, what is it, infathomable, unfathomable? Um, I'll stick with the same first number, 20 billion. Oh, wow. No, that's a, that's a big, big number. Okay, so I have no idea. <laughs> 7.4 billion. Wow. Still a pretty penny, if you ask me. <sighs> um, and actually, I knew that, uh... Not because I looked up fun facts online, but because 
of a book <laughs> that my dear friend Eric got me uh, to Pixar and Beyond. And it was uh, written by Lawrence Levy, or Levy, who mm-hmm. is the uh, chief financial officer of Pixar. Fascinating story about that whole deal. Yeah, that's something that I want to look into. And also understanding like what it means when a company buys out the other company, but then still utilizes that company, you know? Like who made all that money from the purchase, but then are they still making money because they still work for Pixar and they're doing the things? <laughs> well, you should actually read it. It's oh. all, I mean, it. it's all about like stocks. I mean, Steve Jobs made out very well um, through all of that. Oh, so you should read it. I will. Yeah, to Pixar and beyond. My unlikely journey with Steve Jobs to make entertainment history. Not me, but speaking as um, yes. Lawrence. <laughs> um, okay, and last but certainly not least, on January 24th, 2007, so one year later, speaking of Pixar, Finding Nemo the Musical opened at Animal Kingdom. Wow. Wow, this is all very relevant milestones right here. January 24th was a big day. Big day in Disney history. Big day in <laughs> all the years. I'm glad I could tie it back to the park that we were yeah. <laughs> talking it's about It's like your today. favorite thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> so, babe, you know what I've been thinking about? What's that? How I really want us to be able to bring the magic of Walt Disney World into our home. How? I mean, like, you know that we've been in the market for some Disney artwork, but haven't really been able to find a piece that fits in our space? Well, thanks to our friends over at Mouse Maps by Flipping Kale, we, as well as you, can have a beautifully handmade wooden map that captures some of your favorite Disney locations and resorts. Oh, isn't that cool? Mm-hmm. So these are crafted from a wood frame, or sorry, they're they're crafted from like plywood and acrylic, and it's like 3D printed, it looks like. It's mm. super, super cool. It comes with a wood frame, and each map is complete with protective dust cover, hanging hard- hardware, and bumpers, uh, and it's all assembled right here in uh, the USA. Mm. And so these are totally a true labor of love, and it's not just a map, it really is a piece of art. And so our friends over at Mouse Maps by Flipping Kale sent us one that features Epcot. Oh, love that. Would you look at that? And, you know, it's already honestly become a cherished part of, you know, our home. The cool thing is that these maps are not only just of the parks, their Welcome Home series includes a handful of resort favorites like the Polynesian, Contemporary, Grand Floridian, Pop Century, and more. So, listener, uh, head on over to flipinkale.etsy.com. That's flip, as in you flip a burger, the letter N. <laughs> And then the vegetable, kale. I think so. <laughs> so flipinkale.etsy.com and use promo code monorail for an exclusive 20% off so that you can bring the magic home. Oh, and don't forget to follow Mouse Maps on Instagram at mouse underscore maps for more Disney goodness. So I want to know, Koozie. Mm-hmm. Because you said that Animal Kingdom has always been one of your favorites, it sounds like close tied for favorite 
with Epcot, depending on your mood, depending on if you're going around the world with a cocktail in your hand. Right, yes. I'm curious, what was your first memory of Animal Kingdom? My very first memory or just like a memory I have? Okay, I get Because not, not like, I first remember entering Animal Kingdom. I mean, honestly, the first time I ever went to Animal Kingdom was in 2019 when we went for... Oh my God, that's right. Not so scary. Yes. Well, not so scary didn't happen at Animal Kingdom, well, but we'll no, move down for that. I, I'm just making I'm sure I'm assuming that... the individuals listening to this <laughs> podcast know what I meant. <laughs> but yes, we went for Halloween, food and wine, and not so scary. And yeah, I guess I guess actually a memory that I have from that day was dropping my Mickey ears ice cream. Oh my gosh, that yes. was the funniest thing to happen that entire trip. It was super sad. I remember it was, for some reason, a very hot day. I mean, it was it was October. It was like mid-October. People do always joke that Animal Kingdom, quote, is the hottest park. Like mm. it feels the hottest and or most hot. And people are like, do they like <laughs> do that to, to make it feel right, like, like you're in the, you're you're in the Amazon a, or something? Or this, you know. Interesting. I know that the whole park doesn't depict the Amazon, but yeah, I don't know. It was a hot day. I waited in line. Not a very long line, but I just really wanted one. I was just craving the like the chocolate, like crisp, you know what I mean? When it kind of kind of pieces just kind of break. It's like a Klondike bar and you bite into the cold center and I just really wanted it. I was so excited. I go get it. I come back to the group, open it. And as I literally go to take a bite, it just falls off the stick. and just plops on the ground. <laughs> and our friend Dialis bursts into laughter. <laughs> I think first te- I think tears started and then it became laughter. It was, was so funny. I was so defeated. But like I said, I love Disney. I went right back to the same person. I told them what happened and they gave me another one for free. <laughs> I didn't that have to buy it. <laughs> quality customer service that yes. we know and love from you. Disney. Yeah, I was like, don't worry how I'm 29-year-old man. <laughs> you can have this <laughs> new free ice cream. Um but yeah, I think that would be a memory, my first memory, mm-hmm. a big memory of Animal Kingdom. I would say my first memory was with my family. And I want to say, I mean, gosh, I don't know how old I would have been, seven, eight, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. something like that. And we had just seen The Lion King, the show. Yep, yep. And we were walking and all of a sudden my dad stops like in his tracks and says someone's name. Let's say it's like Diane. He's like, Diane. And it was a cast member working that oh, he knew, he knew he, that worked at the store course, that he managed. Uh, duh. Makes absolute sense. Not surprised. And it was someone who I think was doing like the Disney college program at the mm. time. And Yeah. But I just remember like then talking to that cast member and being like, oh my gosh, you work here? And it was at that moment my dream of working for Disney started. And it's still and I've yet going to fulfill that. <laughs> <laughs> Someday. Someday. If they were just but, in different places. But what's actually funny is with that first memory of Animal Kingdom, I I remember going on Kilimanjaro. Uh, no, Cali River Rapids oh, yeah. with my family and loving it and finding it so fun. 
But then I remember I was at an age where like I was kind of scared to go on certain rides and like I like would in my mind think rides would be so much scarier than they were. And especially rides that were like enclosed that I couldn't see what was happening. It was like the same thing with like Space Mountain. So for Dinosaur, all I saw was like a meteor and a dinosaur and like my mind like made up Mm. that it was probably going to be super scary Mm -hmm. and like intense. Mm -hmm. And I didn't go on it. Wait, you didn't go on Dinosaur or or rap, uh, Cali River Rapids? Oh, no, I went on Cali River Rapids. Oh, okay. I remember loving it with my family. Okay. Like, super fun. Gotcha. It was like the enclosed rides that I couldn't see. Yes. That you had to like, go into a queue yes. or whatever. Um, but I remember my dad and brother, right, they were like, that was so awesome. And I was like, oh, kind of kicking myself. And I think I turned to my mom and being like, I want to go on it. But they were like, we already just waited in yes. line. We're not doing it again. Well, actually, that's <laughs> another memory I have or core memory from. Um, waiting in lines. No, from my first trip to Animal Kingdom was that. (laughs) (laughs) I know where this is going. Wait, you do? Oh, I think. Oh, is when the. Didn't it break down? Yeah, when Dinosaur Ride broke down and we literally sat for, I want to say, about minimum 30 minutes. Yeah, I was probably going to guess. It felt like that, but I. To the point where I was like, am I going to have to pee my pants? Because (laughs) I'm starting to have to go to the bathroom. Um, And yeah, we sat in that. Like seat like with the seatbelts on. Um, mm-hmm. There was that little kid sitting next to. Was it me or Andy? I forget. Or D. Yeah. Yeah, we started like making conversation with the people we were sitting with in that that jeep. <laughs> I know. And then it was like the part. It was. That's the best part. It was the part where the T Rex comes at you. Mm-hmm. So we were staring at this T Rex, like. Half the body because the other half was like all the machines, and right. you're, just, you're just like the fog is lifted. <laughs> the magic, the magic is, is gone. gone. Though I love that stuff because then you got to see all the workings of how it all works. Oh, one hundred percent. And yeah. it was really cool to, to look around and see what exists and where you actually are. Um, and but, it's sometimes it's like humbling to be faced with the reality of like what is behind the scenes mm-hmm. and being like, oh wow, it's actually all quite simple. Like <laughs> okay, babe. <laughs> no, 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 no. What I mean is like a lot of this is just you're in darkness. So they only have to worry about certain right. key moments. Right. So it's not like everything is designed or built out or mm-hmm. fleshed out. It's just these like key moments of where your eye goes. And then when the lights turn on, you're like, oh, okay. Like is what you said, like, oh, only half of the dinosaur actually exists. Right. The rest of it is just like machinery. Yeah. So that was also a, <laughs> I forgot about that for a while. And now mm-hmm. I just, you just sparked a memory for me, babe. Well, we made a couple of memories on our most recent trip. We did. And while we don't want to go through like, you know, I was going to say tit for tat, but that's not appropriate, <laughs> nor does that make sense. Play by play. We don't need play to do by play. play by play <laughs> of our full day. I do want to talk about how we did make a conscious effort to go early entry and make yes. the most of it. That was very much uh, the a agreement between the two of us was we were going to get there early. We were going to run to Flight of Passage and we were determined well, yeah, to be one of the first ones to ride it. I didn't think we really, we did not want to buy Genie Plus that day. Right. Because we knew that there was only going to be a couple rides at Animal Kingdom that we really wanted to ride. So And we didn't. And No, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we were so that's why we were like, that. let's get there for early access we did have a little bump because I got <laughs> searched. <laughs> he got, they what is pat it? me down. <laughs> Patted down. No. Well, actually, yeah, they did. Um, yeah, so a little tip for everyone who 
wants to go to the parks. Two things that made our backpack get searched is we had two happily ever after pins. This is when you went during, I think it was Epcot the first yes. day. Yep. We had two happily ever after pins that were given to us. And we just had them both together in like the top pocket of the backpack. Mm. And for some reason, having them both together sparked something. And then if you buy, we, we you know, me and my, my best friend, uh, Baby Groot, he was on my shoulder and I was also having the backpack that day. It was my backpack day. And I think the magnet of Groot or something made it go off. And mm-hmm. I think ha- if you're the person carrying the backpack, don't be the one to walk through with your shoulder friend or your, your magnet friend. <laughs> shoulder friend. <laughs> yes. Make sure someone who doesn't have a backpack walks through with them so that it's they can see, oh, that's what's sparking it. Or, I don't know, the metal detector or something. Because if it's with your backpack, they don't know what it is and they have to search for safety measures. Right. So little tips of the trade. Uh, but yes, it did cause a quick delay. I'm saying quick because the guy was very fast and he was very kind for be, being 8.15 or 8.30 mm-hmm. in the morning. I mean, we were a little disappointed that it happened because we felt like it threw off our timing. Yes. Because I think it, when we first went in, uh, the wait, you know. Yeah, we didn't do good. We didn't really get there at, we should have gotten there like 15 minutes before we did. Like, I think when we got there, it was like 8.40. Yeah. And so early access already opened. And so we were kind of, I was more upset than he was, but that's just how our life that's goes. That's usually how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Flight of Passage, we did wait one hour standby. And this was the first time that either of us had waited in the Flight of Passage line without having done genie plus or having a fast pass yes we've always done lightning lane and so it was actually really wonderful because we got to experience the queue for the very first time like three quarters of the queue which i never even knew existed or looked like that three oh yeah yes because usually for the you know the for the lightning lane you do like the initial beginning part where you're like kind of still outside yes and then you basically advance right to that last section when you're going up that That ramp incline and this was so cool because we got to see like you're in the forest yeah you're kind of in the forest and you go into a lab and you see oh my gosh yes um, the avatar that's mm-hmm. like floating. It's really cool. It's a really very, cool very standby cool. lane. I'm so happy we did. And it actually ended up being like the last, I think it was like 53 minutes mm-hmm. waiting. And when we started to enter, it said it was going to be, I think, not or 70 something. or 80, I think, minutes. Yeah, something we definitely noticed throughout our last trip, or at least I feel like I was more conscious of it now, was the clear inflation of times for the estimates Mm -hmm. and i always figured that the times were inflated just to be able to at least you know people feel better about waiting in the lines but i feel like any time a ride said whatever the wait was we got in at least like 15 minutes Mm -hmm. under that if not much more Mm -hmm. like there was another one that you know everest we might talk about it in a second was like 45 minutes and we waited like 30 um and like flight of passage again, it was like ninety minutes, but we waited like forty five or something. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, and it was. 
a fast moving line. It wasn't like mm-hmm. stop, wait, stop, wait, uh, which was great. And so, yeah, I was happy that we were able to just, you know, do a flight of passage, exit flight of passage, <laughs> exit flight of passage, and it was only like nine forty-five or mm-hmm. like nine thirty. Yeah, and then we walked around, got a little <laughs> uh, breakfast, which was nice. Yes, because we didn't eat anything it. at the hotel before. No, not that day. Because right, we wanted to just go. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was great. We got I got that really delicious pistachio croissant, which was amazing. Oh yeah, I think I had a bite in Africa, and I had the colossal Mickey cinnamon roll. Oh yeah, yes. And then we both had the coconut iced coffees, which is actually really good. Yeah. Usually, like sometimes, like halfway through having like a fully flavored coffee, mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, oh, like I'm over it, or I want to. I wish I could switch to like right. an iced black coffee. Right. But it was really good. I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah, I definitely couldn't have done a second one. Yeah, I'm not like too much of a sweet, sweet person, but no, I be because the sweetness mainly came from the coconut milk. <laughs> it wasn't like a super sweet. Like mm-hmm. I just put a bunch of like mocha sauce from Starbucks in my my coffee, which was great. And we, so this was day four of our trip, which means it would have been what day of the week? Thursday, this Friday, was Sunday. Saturday, we Sunday. We went to Animal Kingdom on Sunday. And we feel like that was a good day to go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And this was like our theory, right? That the majority of people who either live in and around, who probably have like annual passes or they go more often or they're with family. Mm-hmm. If they're going to go to Disney parks on like a Sunday or a day off, maybe they're going to go to like Magic Kingdom Mm -hmm. or I guess maybe Hollywood Studios or something. Yeah, I'm not sure because I remember because we did Epcot on Saturday and it was pretty busy that day. That's true. Um, I guess it's weekends in general. Yeah. But it was a good day to go to Animal Kingdom because it just wasn't. Oh, yeah. It didn't seem that packed. And like we said, we went on Flight of Passage three times, standby lane, and it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one time that you mentioned 45 minutes, but that wasn't even just waiting in the standby lane. We literally entered the line and exited the ride, and it was only 45 minutes. Oh, total. yeah. Yeah, total. So we really only waited in line for mm-hmm. like 30, 35. And <laughs> I, forget, I always forget if we talked about this before, but I... One of the many reasons why I love my husband is that he can so easily like tap into his inner child in a way that I don't think I'll ever be able to do. And seeing him ride Flight of Passage three times, the first ride, you're just like, oh, yeah, like he totally loves the ride. The second time you're like, oh, he's a big fan of this ride. Like he loves it. By the third one, he's like arms up. Saying the Sivako, like along with the characters in the ride, like he is just in it to win it. It was so fun. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Well, yeah, no, I think it's it just is fun to do a ride consecutively, consecutively like that because you start to anticipate what's happening and you get excited for it. And they're oh, they're they're gonna yell Sivako, and I'm not gonna respond. Like, come on. And I know we had just talked about. Guardians being one of like our top rides and like we really loved Tron. Mm -hmm. I gotta say there's something so different about Flight of Passage. It's such a different type of ride because I think it taps into this like 
connection to like nature and like the world and mm-hmm. i feel like every time you get off that ride you're like oh like i want to go for a walk in a forest or like i want to you know i don't know if that makes sense yeah. but like there's such a like beautiful story to it mm-hmm. within the four minutes that it you know all right let's is. do a quick f mary kill for a second <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> or okay. i don't like killing you know i know well push. Ooh, maybe we should come up with our own what what that ends up being yeah for right now um so of the three rides the main rides flight of passage kazakh rewind and tron which one would you have like a one more like a one night stand with like a one more time but that's it which one will you marry so you can continuously ride it all the time (laughs) (laughs) but um um and which we didn't say it was a family podcast (laughs) which would you never ride again would you just have to um hold on to it in my memory yeah honestly i'm gonna marry flight of passage i knew it Mm -hmm. oh gosh it's so difficult i'm gonna one one last time to cosmic rewind and Mm. adios tron adios tron yeah. Which in reality, I loved Tron. Oh, no. We loved all three of them. But <laughs> I was just like... That would be my... <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. I like that. The ultimatum. I mean, I think what I really love about Animal Kingdom is that it does have such a great balance for all types of theme park goers, right? Like, there really are a handful of, quote, thrill rides or rides that are a little bit more adventurous. You have Flight of Passage. You have Expedition Everest. Um, Cali River Rapids, mm. you know, dinosaur. Yeah. Um, for not much longer, but. Right. And, but then you also have the aspects that allow you to like chill and relax for, from the shows like the Lion King show, Finding Nemo, even, you know, the like animal um, presentations, I guess I would call yeah, them. Yeah. With like the birds. The of, birds. Birds of flight. Flight. Whatever they call paradise. it. Paradise. <laughs> birds of paradise is uh, plant or flower. Oh, right. In okay. Disney Dreamlight and in life. Right. <laughs> but, you know, I think it strikes a balance of heaven. I mean, all the parks do, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I kind of feel like the energy in like Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios is always like go, 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 go. Yeah. At least that's me. Epcot, I kind of am just like, a little bit more relaxed, like going from place to place to place. Mm -hmm. But I think just like the design of Animal Kingdom with its like winding roads and you're just so like immersed in it all, you're really forced to like slow down and just like appreciate where you are. And I think it is because of that like natural surrounding. Mm -hmm. I think that's why I love Animal Kingdom so much. Oh, and absolutely same for me. I think being there again, as much as I always love like Epcot and what it, experience that you can have there going around the world showcase and going for food and wine festival like epcot's always going to be my number one and probably always going to be the going twice when we're Mm -hmm. there like definitely two full days at some point during the trip but animal kingdom is more if i were to be a cast member and worked at a disney park it would be animal kingdom hands down that's where i would want to walk around and be it's just Uh, so immersive oh yeah and there's this path from Pandora to Africa. It's like kind of like a side path. Oh, yeah. We it's walked like a that a couple times. A couple times. Yeah. That is my favorite part. 
it's like a kind of like a inclined bridge somewhat or like mm-hmm. a deck or a deck, a dock yeah. of some kind. Um, and it brings you from like, I believe the entrance to Pandora or close yep. to like where Tiffin's is and things like that. Right. No. Or is Tiffin's it? is over just like the walkway. It's to the other exit of, of Pandora. Pandora. And then it lets you out by Africa. Yeah. And like the Lion King. Right. Where that bathroom Festival I always suggested King. to go to because there was never anyone in it. Oh yeah. Yes. If you didn't <laughs> listen to our last episode, best bathroom to go to is right there. Yeah. <laughs> no I, one's there. Did I mention clean. that in the last episode? I think you did. Oh, I'm not sure. Oh no? No. I think I'm planning to do it in a tips episode, but. Oh, okay. But yeah, there's a bathroom, but that bathroom that is at the edge of Africa before you walk this path to Pandora, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think is the best bathroom because as from our experience, it is the least busy of all yeah. the bathrooms. And go, go, going back to just like the immersive element to it, I really think that Animal Kingdom at night, I mean, all the parks transform at night, but Animal Kingdom at night, you do not feel like you're in a theme park anymore. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds so like woo woo or like out there, but when you're walking around, especially like Asia and there's all those lights hanging in the mm-hmm. street and it just, the theming is so amazing that it really feels like you're in all these other countries. Yeah. To touch back on having it be a half day to a full day. Uh, I, yeah. I think the fact that we did a full day from early access till close and didn't even do majority of, of the things is a tell that the park has plenty. has plenty for you yeah, to do. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I mean, yes, we did the same thing multiple times. We went on Flight of Passage three times. <clears throat> we tried to do Expedition Everest a second time, but that's when it started storming and they closed mm-hmm. it down. Um, and then by that point, it, we had our reservations to get to. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we, we didn't even really do that much. I think just because we walked around so much, because we just took it all in and just went from place to place, and never rushed except for the one we ran to flood of passage in the beginning. <laughs> you know, we, we had our quick, we had our uh, quick service meals for breakfast and for lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, lunch was great. Cause we sat in the amphitheater seating. And what would you call that? Probably the amphitheater yeah. is the best way to describe it. Like the, the seating defunct with... amphitheater that yes. doesn't get used for anything. It's not used <laughs> for anything right now. But if you just, it's a great spot to eat your lunch. Just grab your yeah. quick service and go and sit. Um, and then you get to see, there's always characters on boats driving around yes. the water. And we yep. got to see Moana. No, it was Pocahontas. Pocahontas. We saw Pocahontas. We saw Santa. Uh, <laughs> we saw uh, Scrooge and... A character from What's that duck? Tales. Ranger Ranger duck? Oh, He's not from DuckTales. Wait, yes, he is. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it really and it's a great space like if you want to catch some rays and yes, sit in the sun with some like with calming music in the background because I think that that area is in Asia correct yep yeah mm-hmm. and then yeah we we had dinner but our dinner we had we made it the reservation for a half hour before the park closed so the park closed at seven that day we had dinner at 6 30 mm-hmm. and then when we left, the park was empty, but we still got to kind of hang out a little bit and it stopped raining. And so it was that like Florida cool air, but not too hot, mm-hmm. um, quiet feeling. We got to take a picture in front of the tree. 
of life. Now that I'm saying this, I will say that I can be standard. Oh my gosh, if I can speak properly, that'd be great. I can have someone can have a counter argument by saying that the park closed super early that day, which it did. At this moment in time, in this December time, Animal Kingdom on a Sunday, the hours were we close at seven. <clears throat> so yes, we weren't there till nine or ten if the parks were open later. So who knows what we would have done for those extra three hours? But I know that I could have been there for another couple hours, for sure. Oh, easy. And mm-hmm. you know, I think it was nice because it did give us, you know, the opportunity to, or you know, it gives anybody the opportunity to go back home, have dinner at their resort or another, you know, right. location. Mm-hmm. They could get drinks somewhere, um, go to Disney Springs. It is nice that you have that opportunity to continue, you know, the magic outside of, you know, the park itself. But I feel like in the past, I always felt like you had to make Animal Kingdom a half day and split it with, you know, Hollywood Studios or something Mm -hmm. because you have to like fit in things. And the reality is that by spacing everything out, I don't know, like I wasn't as tired as I was or would be doing full days at other parks. I right. felt like I don't know. It, no, I hear you. I didn't feel I didn't feel sore or tired at all. And it was nice because it was just leisurely, and it, it really felt like <clears throat> a vacation. Yeah. And I think that's a really that's a testament to the design of Animal Kingdom. Yeah. I mean, if 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 you could create a new land or attraction in Animal Kingdom. What would you want there to be? Oh, I think a Zootopia land for sure. Mm-hmm. Or, or what would be really cool is a combination of like Encanto, not so much Coco. So maybe just mainly Encanto and have their focus be on the cousin who had like the power to speak to animals, mm, like communicate animals. Have that connection to and the have animals. And have that connection be the animals. No offense to dinosaurs. I understand you want to teach and you want the theme parks to have that kind of educational aspect, but Disney has expanded and grown so much since these parks were created that Disney has found a way to educate your in other ways that are more focused on Disney itself and the characters that they developed rather than having to force or feel like you need to have a ride about dinosaurs when there's not really much about Disney that involves historic dinosaurs, except for the dinosaur movie. Right, Which and there's no not one even really that, watches anymore. It's not like a connection to that movie. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like I I'm trying to think of other movies that are like very much animal based, which is probably a silly question cuz like there's so many within Disney, but I like the I really like the idea of like something within Kanto and specifically, you know, the character who has that experience mm-hmm. with animals cuz there's so much that you could do with that yeah um and you can even have a ride where you like go into his door oh yeah like that's what i was imagining yeah which would be super fun um but yeah i think we are just two adults we don't have any kids so you know we have the privilege (laughs) (laughs) of the choice (laughs) to just be leisure like walk around leisurely and kind of go with the flow and do what we want that might have contributed to us being able to just be there for the whole day. But, I mean, funnily enough, we are, the next time we go, our new <laughs> planned trip that we just 
fucked. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> There's another <laughs> another trip happening. <laughs> I think I think we have two trips happening oh this gosh. year in 2024. Am I am I wrong in that? Oh, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um. Oh wait. Before we get into that, I did just because I was having a brain fart and I really couldn't think of you know some additional movies that there could be some like attraction theming mm-hmm. one i feel like there could be something really cool and it's kind of like oh it doesn't really make sense but like emperor's new groove oh because he becomes a llama but more than that i just want to be able to ride like isma and kusk no uh isma and Kronk? Kronk. When they are, it looks like the ride to get to like her evil oh, lair. Oh yes, <laughs> like, it like looks that so... needs to be just a ride. And they had a, a whole thing where like they get a photo during it, and they get like. A... <laughs> are we watching that tonight? <laughs> Honestly, we totally should. Oh my gosh! Um, but that was one idea, and then another ride that they totally could do, and it would actually make a lot of sense, is have there be an up ride. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, because they go to uh, forgetting the location. I forget. Oh, my gosh, they're horrible. But the fact that they already have, like, the Wilderness Explorer, like, program type Mm -hmm, thing mm -hmm. in Animal Kingdom for kids. But how cool would it be if you – I almost imagine it kind of like like a modern Soren, but not, like, on a screen like that, but kind of like Peter Pan's flight. Like, you're flying – Throughout these uh, experiences. Mm-hmm. Like in a house? I guess. Like oh. maybe. Ooh, it actually be kind of cool if like the it made it look like you were sitting on the porch of the mm-hmm. <laughs> house. I don't know how that would work. That makes no sense actually now that I say it. But ooh, actually this is what it would be. It'd be like a cardboard box like what Carl and Ellie made as kids. Oh. You get into that and it starts like as their adventure like – in like cardboard box land and then it changes into the actual places that occur in the movie mainly because i want to see kevin could you mr imagineer stuff you know there was a time i know i do want to see kevin that's oh that's another core memory from my first time at animal kingdom hanging out with kevin or seeing kevin such a cool character they we didn't see kevin this time spot on yeah and they do it so simply Mm -hmm. oh that's another thing too we didn't even go on uh, the safari ride when we were there. We didn't this time. We did. We, we did Navi River Journey. It's tough to be a bug, God. which you had never done. Oh God, that was so much fun. So fun. I know. Everyone's like, "Oh no, keep it." But I think that I'm hoping that they still keep some of the civil similar um, surprises that exist within. Um, it's tough to be a bug. I think that's totally going to happen. Yeah, they got to keep it. We're not going to get rid of everything. Okay, one rapid fire question before we wrap this thing up. What is one thing that folks should not miss the next time that they go to Animal Kingdom? That's not rapid fire. I don't know. I don't know. I was dun, 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 I was caught off guard. <laughs> one thing they shouldn't miss? Is it the food? Is it the attractions? Is it walking around? Is it the characters? Is it the shows? Um, is it being with your husband? Is it a 
is it a nice drink okay, poured okay, by a guy named Bob <laughs> from Boston that we met, you know? <laughs> What'd you say? Oh, well, you talked over me. <laughs> I was saying, or could it be a nice exchange that you have with, with a bartender named Bob who just happened to also be from Boston but now lives in Florida? That's true. That's true. <laughs> Definitely go visit Bob. He's really cool. Honestly, I was going to say, what is that called? The Dawa Bar? I think so. In Africa? I think that's a must. Oh, yeah. Um, if you are above the age to drink alcohol um, or of the age. <laughs> above the age. <laughs> you have to be 22. No. <laughs> um, definitely, that's a fun spot to grab a drink. They have really fun cocktails that are very tasty. Uh, and Bob especially knows how to not make it too sweet. Mm-hmm. And it's a great spot to sit. And sometimes they – because sometimes they have the uh, the shows, the the, the – the, like the dancers, the yes, the dancers and performers. Yeah. Thank you. Um, right there in the right. Oh my gosh, someone needs a nap. Yes. Well, what I was gonna say is, don't be so focused on the rides or your reservation that you miss out on all the wonderful theming. I feel like that really is what makes this park so unique. And so, give yourself the time and the space to truly explore all that there is to see at Animal Kingdom. Definitely. Definitely. Because you're. I think what I love about Animal Kingdom is you can go to it and not feel like you have to do everything. And then totally. just know that the, the next time you come, I have to do this. Mm-hmm. And they have really cool shops. Yes, they do. You're yeah. right. Well, that's all for now, folks. Thanks for listening while we discussed our wild but mostly laid-back adventure at Disney's Animal Kingdom. If this episode taught you one thing, it's that Animal Kingdom isn't just a theme park. It's a full-day exhibition waiting to be explored. So, whether you're soaring on the back of a banshee or trekking through the lush landscapes, remember to make it a you, me, and D kind of day. (laughs) And don't forget to follow and like us wherever you listen to our podcast. And even go that extra step to leave us a review. It really helps. You can also connect with us on Instagram at Podcast, where we share more honest reviews, announcements, and, well, more. <laughs> and from us two to all of you, stay curious, keep dreaming. We'll see you next time on the, the You, Me, and D Podcast. Podcast.